Go. Streaming from South Africa to the world. To the world. This is the Stonks Go Moon podcast. What just happened? We break it down so you don't have to. Welcome, everyone, to the Stonks Go Moon podcast. My guest today, Max Fashman. He is from Fashman Financial LLC. Max, how are you? I'm doing great, my friend. Just got my coffee over here, my large one, and I am ready to go over here. I am struggling not to get lost in your eyes. You are, as a straight male, I can say you are a very attractive male. And another reason to check out this YouTube video and not only listen on Spotify. Max, to me, you are the poster boy or the poster child for the great resignation. You had this great job, like the comfy job, and you just decided, well, this isn't for me or whatever the case may be, and you left. And it's not like you had a lot of money in the bank account or financial backing. You just left. Talk us about talk to us about that. What went through your mind and what made you basically design and do your own thing? Yeah. And uh, it's a great question because I feel like there's a lot of people that feel what I felt into making my decision. And my decision was multiple different factors. Um, you know, for me personally, I felt like in this direction that I was going with financial planning, because I've been, you know, doing this for about seven years now. Yeah. And I had just gotten my CFP designation. And Congrats. I have 30. Yeah, thank you. I have, I have 30 coming around the corner right now. And, you know, when that age started to kick in, me being 29, <laughs> I, I started yeah. to say to myself, like, okay, we're entering the 30s right now. This is like the 10 year stretch. Where do I see myself at 40 years old? So I yes. really started to reflect on that with where I was now and where I visualize myself going. And for the most part, where I saw myself was in a position where I felt like I couldn't act on my, my own vision of financial planning. And I felt like under the circumstances that I was in and I was under, you know, a great company, uh, great people, great leadership, great planning and whatnot but how I wanted to do planning moving forward with the circumstances that were going on in the real world with everything changing, people changing, their appetite is changing. I felt like I couldn't be a hundred percent in line with it, with where I was. Yeah. So I had made the decision to leave in order to act on that. And the reason why I started my own business versus joined another firm is because I felt like, there was a disconnect between, you know, the people right now that were looking for financial planning and the targeting that a lot of these companies were looking for. Because a lot of people, you know, a lot of these financial advisor firms, they have very strict restrictions, right? Like you have to have a minimum of like a quarter of a million. Uh, you need to make over 200,000. You need to be high net worth, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and it always felt like, you know, for a lot of, the services being put in place, like what I do is fee only plan. Okay. It felt like this service was only being offered to high network people. Yes. And I felt like, you know, why, why isn't the little guy getting this? When I mean the little guy, I mean, like I know what you mean. Lower class or even middle-class people, right? Like they yes. don't have access to no. clearly this great service, which is more in mind to tune for their best interests. Always so, been sort of perceived as reserved for the upper echelon of individuals, right? Yeah, big time. And it, you know, when I did my research 
uh, behind, I found out that I could bring this option to people that are just like normal people like you and I, right? Like, like, and everyone deserves that. And I felt like that was the people that I was surrounding myself with. That's the people I'm talking to on LinkedIn every single day, you know, not talking to like, and Twitter, like all these people that are just like us. Yeah. Yeah. Just like trying to, trying to make it a break another day, trying to grow a business, trying to put a plan together for the family. And it's like, why isn't there a service for that? So that's kind of why I did this. So much for my segue and a 10 minute podcast segues are incredibly hard. I want to talk to you about an article that came out. It was actually an opinion piece in the FT advisor. So this is where this podcast is based on. And I honestly, I reached out to five financial advisors with the same exact pitch that I reached out to you. And I said, this is the base base of the podcast. Would you be willing to come on and talk about it? Three of them blocked me outright and the other two (laughs) completely disgusted me. So now let's get into it, right? It was an article, opinion piece, FT advisor. How can advisors attract DIY investors by James Coney? And he goes on to say, the question is, the bottom of the page, the crux of this article says, the question is, with so many younger people now going it alone from an early age on platforms such as Vanguard, how can financial advisors ever win these customers, right? Then he goes on to say, not really answering the question, he talks about IMA funds and stuff like that. He goes and says, In reality, this means that in the future, if you want new clients, businesses will have to target people before they find Vanguard. But with current price models, convincing them that this is worth the cost is going to be a challenge. And I honestly, I sat back and I said, that's maybe the most out of touch, disingenuous thing that I have read this whole year. Because to me, Yes, the tools are there. Vanguard is there. I've been outspoken about the platforms and the wealth creation platforms in the DIY, spoken on the kickoff sessions with Darren Lee about it. But these people that go that route still need advice. I mean, they've got fucking no idea what they're doing. Just because you want to do something your your own and saying, oh, I need to catch them before they know. That's to me, that doesn't sit right. And I mean, what's your take on that? Yeah, you know, I think the article really kind of relayed my, you know, what I was thinking the industry was going and the problem that was in the industry in the first place. And the problem with, you know, the standard industry as it is, it's like, yeah, there's like a ton of millennials right now that are sitting on a ton of money. Yeah. But the problem is that these archaic business models are incentivized not really to give you the right advice but to manage a ton of your money. That's where the disconnect is, in my opinion, is assuming that what people need is their money managed for them. But what it should be is giving them advice, Advice. right? And that's the main difference. It's called financial advice. Exactly. 
as obvious as that might sound, unfortunately, yeah. the industry is not incentivized to do that. Like, yeah, they will give financial advice, right? Yes. But when it comes to compensation, they are more incentivized to just give you some advice in an effort to collect your funds rather than the sake of actually advising people. Yes. So like me, for example, and when I'm doing my firm, I brought on about 20 households so far. Oh, wow. I'm not. Yeah, thank yeah. you. And and with the model that I have, I am more incentivized to give them ongoing planning yes. than just strictly collecting assets. Like I manage some funds for my clients, but that's not my bread and butter. Like that, like yeah. my main, my main piece of financial advising isn't managing your funds. Yes. I give them the option. You can manage it or I can manage it, but I'm giving you direction on what to do moving forward, how you should be allocating your investments, what you should be doing for. That's what people are paying me for, yeah. right? Is to give them that guidance to become a partner versus just saying, I'm going to completely take this out of your hands right now. Yeah, because I I mean, I've always had this feeling or this perception, but it's real. It's not even a perception that it's like signed onto the next one, signed onto the next one, signed onto the next one. That's not what it's supposed to be. I like that yeah. recurring support it's like a friendship, right? It's like, I, yeah, that's what it's supposed to be. I mean, it, you know, financial advising is strictly relationship based. I mean, sure, we put together sales tactics in terms of, you know, reaching out to people, going through the sales process and whatnot, but we don't sell them a product and then they don't speak to us ever again. The yes. contract is us working on their financial future that we're going to be monitoring for like the next 20 or 30 years. Yeah. If they don't like me, I'm not going to like them. So yes. it is relationship based in that sense, because we are talking about your future, not just some fancy toy that you're going to be paying a premium on. Yeah. Right? It's the ongoing service. And that's what people are actually looking for, as it turns out. But I mean, I'm willing to take a bet that if you ask a sample size of 10 people, do you know what's going on in your fund? Yep. I mean, the majority is going to say, I've got no idea. It's there, whatever. And then when they really need to know what's going on, it's most likely too late because that's that's the reality. Yeah. Well, that's why it's important to keep the communications up with your clients and make sure that you're meeting with them on a frequent basis. And more importantly, you're yeah. also being transparent about what they are paying you for. And I think that's a big yeah. disconnect too, right? It's like, you know, 1% might seem minimal to someone, but when you're making like seven figures, it can turn out to be a lot of money that might be draining your funds, yeah. right? So I think that when people are more educated on what it is they're doing and you can give them an appropriate benchmark side by side, yes, it makes it easier for them to understand. They're not going to, like, they're not going to, they may not always 100% get it, yes. but it's about getting the right guidance to yes. make sure that, to know that they are going to be okay at the let's, end of the day. Yeah, let's touch on that guidance because we're going through a interesting period now. I mean, we have inflation, um, interest rates that are possibly coming, um, and then lost the thing that we all don't want, we don't want the recession. But I see it as a chance for the financial industry in this time to reinvent itself. If I come to you and say, Max, you can do whatever you want. You, let's start over. What is your vision for the financial industry um, in terms of that advising role? Yeah, well, 
I think, I think it's kind of just what we've been talking about, which is focusing on the advising part, looking at the bigger picture versus just narrowing it down to a couple of proprietary products that you're trying to push to people. And I say that specifically because I think in this day and age, you know, I've sat down with enough people to understand that people are being more confident with handling their money. I like, I would say half my clients right now are very confident handling their own money right now, but what they need to make sure is that they are just, that there is someone on standby, making sure that they're hitting their goals, they're on track and really that's educating them and monitoring them along the way to make sure that they're going to be okay. So I think in terms of, you know, revolutionizing the industry, I think advisors need to flip their business model to be incentivized to go down that direction. Because I think that, you know, when we talk about, you know, inflation, a down market in the future, you know, what do we, what do we, you know, positioning ourselves to do in order to make sure that when we receive that phone call from our clients, (laughs) how we're going to be, you know, rest assured that they're going to be confident moving forward. Yes. And the thing about money is that you and I both know that most of the time it's about psychology. Yes. Right. And a lot of people, when they're going through a downturn and they're losing 20% of their money, might be a correction like that. Sometimes just having that peace of mind and having someone to tell them, hey, just remind them what their goals are, why we're doing this, why we're going in this direction could be a lifesaver. I mean, that was apparently clear during COVID last yes. year when everyone, everyone was you know, losing money in March and April. A lot of, I knew a lot of people that dipped out. Yeah. And they and they didn't have the guidance to tell them otherwise. And obviously, I'm not saying that I had a crystal ball at that time. Yeah. But at, at the end of the day, I think we I think we both know that most people, most average investors are better off with a long term strategy. Well, I completely and, agree. And I think it's our job as advisors to give them that reminder, especially during down market times when they're very emotional with yes. their money because no one likes to lose, you know, no one likes to get a negative return. Yes. And I think those moments can be crucial for their goals that they have in the future. Max, before I let you leave some questions from social. Um, yeah. Most people want to know, do you, does Max own meme coins or meme stock for that matter? <laughs> I guess I guess it's like meme coins or meme stock. I mean, I personally don't own any. You know, like I own crypto, but it's like more of the... <laughs> yeah, close enough. Get... Close enough. Let's call it close <laughs> enough. And then like, let's say we go through a, a 30 to 40% correction. 20% is... Nothing at this stage. Let's go, let's say 30, 40%, like a real full-on bear market. Would you still advise people to dollar cost average and just say, like, forget about, forget what's going on? Well, I wouldn't say forget what's going on. You know, I would say, I would say that what I would do is, you know, I would reflect back over the last 30 years and just say to ourselves, you know, where do we think we're going to be? After this, are we going to go right to zero? Good question. Like, do we really think? I mean, that's apocalypse right there. Yeah. Like, you know, then do we, we've do got we bigger. Re- we've got bigger things to worry about then <laughs> than the stock market yeah. being at zero. So I, I don't tell people, hey, you know, forget about it. 
because yes. someone's going to remind them at some capacity, whether it's their friend, their family, or even the news. Yes. News, you know, is the biggest fear monger that we know, and it's going to remind them. So it's not about forgetting it, but it's a it's a matter of giving yourself the right perspective. And I say this a lot on LinkedIn about having the right mindset and the right approach. Yes. If you're buying during when markets are going up, great. My investments are going up. <laughs> if markets are falling down, awesome. I got a discount because I got yes. a long-term horizon coming up. Because if you, you know, if you really feel like your investments aren't going to go up in the next 10 years, it probably what, shouldn't be investing. What, right? I was about to say, what are you doing? And like prob the probability of buying when there's blood in the streets is always better right? Then not doing anything at all. Max, thank you yeah. so much for joining us today. If the listeners want to catch up with you, um, where can they get hold of you? What are your socials and um, what else are some of the things that you're busy with? Yeah. So I'm, you know, obviously I'm big on LinkedIn right big now. So you LinkedIn. just search me, Max Pashman. Yeah. <laughs> well, and if you want to visit my website too, it's just pashmanfinancial.com. Uh, it, on my LinkedIn, there's a, a channel link. You can access all my channels, uh, my newsletter, Pash Money newsletter. You put in your email in there, you'll get a monthly subscription through that. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I love conversations like this. I'll always keep my messages up. If, you know, people have genuine curiosity, I'm yeah. always happy to have a chat. Yeah, and we'll put those links in the comments. Max, thank you so much for joining us. And to our listeners, peace, love, and prosperity. And we'll catch you in the next one. Cheers.